Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the, well, once towering stacks of your library. I'm actually finding them very comfortable. Now that I'm a, 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 a denizen of the, uh, the high altitudes, mm. I'm, a, a, I'm, a, I'm a skywalker, as they say. Um, after last week's adventures with, uh, with ladders, I've rather made my home among the tops of your, uh, your bookcase because I've noticed right. something. Yes. The ladders seem to grow back. Like I can just keep taking them and... Oh. The next day, eventually, there'll be a new ladder in the, uh, the stack where I took it. Oh, that must be the gnomes. The... the gnomes, you say? Right, yes. You know, the ones they, like, take care of general affairs in the library. You... where... where do these gnomes, like, come from, live? Like, do you pay okay. them? Have you, have, you, have, you, have you been examining the skirting boards? No, I, as I well, say, I'm a skywalker well, there, there now. Like, yeah, so this like... is so far literally beneath me, but mm. do tell. No, it, well, it, it looks like, you know, the little woodwork panelling in the... The uh, wainscoting. Is that what it's called? According to Monty Python. <laughs> oh, right, yes. But so, so I've, been, uh, I've been building some, some infrastructure up there. Now mm-hmm. I have a, essentially a, 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 an infinite supply of, uh, uh, of ladders. So I'm building a, a rather a cunning uh, a, a layout of, of passageways right. along the ceiling between. I've even set up a, a little toll system, which I'm currently... Who's paying the toll? Well, just, just largely me. So, okay. so far, it's, it's both extremely inconvenient to actually collect, and mm-hmm. it's costing me an arm and a leg. Which okay, I'm... good. Well, I'll be here to collect every week, so that'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, there's so, details that I haven't worked so out I, yet. I was going to suggest we move to the um, springtime uh, conservatory, where, where I keep the weatherproof books. But considering that like, you're like, suffering from hay fever, that might mean not be a good idea oh, while, we're, yes, while uh, we're in fake spring. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the decoy spring. Well, that's one, yes. This decoy spring. It'll be, it'll be followed by second winter, then true spring, and then we'll move on into phase. And then winter uh, revisited. Yeah, well, then summer will fall probably on a Wednesday this year. It is traditional, yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. As I mentioned last week, due to the uh, the, the novelization of Mission Impossible 1, I've learned to repel quite well, mm-hmm. but... Uh, uh, I'm looking to um, make the, the the vertical ascent and descent a little easier, but I have nothing to fashion ropes out of for, for pulleys or for... Uh, uh, what have you been using for rappelling, then, if you don't have well, any ropes? just my own suspenders and belt. Yeah. Yes, I'm one of those people with suspenders right. and uh, a belt. Well, you can use the uh, the drape, the, 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 the decorative ropes on the drapes uh, over by the ah, fireplace. yes, the velvet ropes. Exactly, that would work. Uh, Do those grow back, too? Did the gnomes take care of that? Not Sure. Just try it out and see what happens. It might work. They might replace them. I don't know. It's I'm a... going to take your advice to the next level and do that for just about everything that isn't or is nailed down, and we'll just see. Just not the books, okay? D- no, or the catalog the... system. No. Well, no. We've come to an agreement. I am right. digitizing it as I'm. I'm using it right. for yes. well, yeah. fuel. Well, it shouldn't be. Shouldn't be cold much longer. It'll be fine then. No, but I, I have discovered that uh, bookworm is tastier when when sautéed a little bit. So mm, grilled on a skewer, I would say. Oh, so you have tried them? Hmm, no, yeah. What you, so, what you, so what you do is you start by skewering them, uh, then you give them a quick grill, then you put them in the steamer mm. to get rid of the excess fat, oh. then you dip them in the mirin soy-based marinade yes. several times, yes, uh, and then you re-grill them again. What do you do with the drippings? 
Are they are they truly discarded? Sorry, the, 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 getting rid of the fat, as you mentioned. I mean, oh, the that, fat. No, that that's discarded. I mean, you you keep reusing the, the and marinade. Is the uh, it's related to sake? Isn't yes, it's it? like yes, a, it's a sake. sweet sweet cooking sake. Yes. Well, and basically you basically you, you grill and you dip and you grill and you dip and therefore like any of the other fat which still is still in there. I mean, you don't steam all the fat out of it. Yeah. And it kind of gets mingled in, and you have to like top it up, and it it, it becomes one of those perpetual. Vats oh, of uh, yes. uh, goodness. That sounds fantastic. I'm going to do that. Right. That sounds excellent. You, Thank you. You need quite a few of those bookworms to make a good meal out of it. And you really have to get rid of the core because you'll bite your, the lead core is going to like, you know. Uh, it's like the sand vein in uh, certain Absolutely. crustaceans. Absolutely, yes. Uh, yes. And you don't want to like, yeah, get yourself lead poisoning. So, you know. Uh, does the same recipe apply to the gnomes? Um, well... Um, I don't know. I've never actually seen them. I know they're. Dear. Oh yeah, I'm sure that that was a weird question to ask. <laughs> that like, was the that was the point where you draw the line. I, like I said, I've never actually seen them. I know they're here. I mean, I pay them and they do the work, so it's fine. Wait, you paid them? Which is how? How does this transaction take place if you don't see them? Bank transfer. <laughs> no, you're not getting out of this one that easily. How how did this uh, system get started? Did you have a, a, have a man? Have, I have a ledger here. It's a library. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How did it? How did it start? Who approached you with the services of these? Was there a middleman? Was there an email? Was it a Nigerian prince? Oh, I inherited this library, so it was like the system was already in place, and, uh, and you just I had to modernize the... it. Money was exchanged, but it was getting harder and harder to get the uh, gold ten guilder pieces. Gold ten guilder. Oh, okay, that yeah. sounds plausible. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, so there's like there was coins, and that was getting harder. So I just like opened a bank account for them, put some money in there and left the card and the data out there and it was gone the next day and I've been going like that ever since. So it's very well possible that these creatures, whatever they are, just didn't understand what you left for them and have been, have been operating in good faith. Possible. I don't know, like, as a, as a denizen of the sky now, I don't know that I, I'll bother with the little people down right. on or under the ground. But as, long as, I don't I do, catch, as long as I don't with, catch you with a bow and arrow or a sniper rifle trying to... No, there's the harpoon. Where did you find a harpoon? What's with all these questions? <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to... Hold on, hold on. No, I've got, to, I've got to feed myself somehow. How did you think I've been hunting forty-five caliber bookworms? On all the fucking harpoon. How else would I have... Okay, except I suppose a skewer could be, like, construed as a very small, very sharp harpoon. Look, but I've been living in a library for by now 10 weeks. I think I get to use my imagination a little bit. And, okay, sure, some might call it a ballpoint pen on a stick, but to me it's a harpoon. Oh, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> oh, now it's fine. Sorry, I thought you'd found the armory. Never mind. Ooh, no, hold on, no, no, no. The book review is, oof, it's going to be a short one today. <laughs> now I want to know about the armory. No, 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 no. I thought no, that I'd been all up and down, literally, uh, mm. the expanse of this, this library, but... What have I, where have I been going wrong? I've, I've found all six corners. Mm, okay, yes. Oh, there's let's go with that. Let's go with that. I can see his face. The readers at home, I can see his face. And there's apparently more than six corners. Okay, fine. I have a new mission. I'm going to find the armory, and those gnomes are going into the mirror source. Like if, if, my cl- if my cleaning staff suddenly stops cleaning, I'm going to hold you responsible for this. Speaking, Speaking of, oh, of yeah. eating, how are you going to? Oh, that's how you're going to link it up. <laughs> yes, of course I am. The podcast Segway Award of 2019, the first contender, K. Goes to thank you very cast. much. Yeah, you're welcome. So it's not going to be a crawfish boil, but we are going to go <laughs> with today's book. 
Which uh, is? Uh, hang on. Oh, you've got notes. I've, I have notes. Of course okay, I've notes. got. Uh, sorry, I've got no, I, apparently, apparently, I didn't write down the crawfish boil, so never mind. So, uh, <laughs> so today's book is by Guy N. Smith, and it is called Crabs: The Human Sacrifice. I think that this has this mandates a particular pronunciation. Crabs: The Human <laughs> Sacrifice from yes. the Black Lagoon. No, well, well, no, that's not actually part of the title, <laughs> but you know, it's like it's kind of what you'd expect from him. By Guy. Smith. Yeah, the, the sea can't hold them, we can't stop them, they're here to kill. <laughs> and uh, for the readers at home, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing uh, uh, the cover of today's book. Uh, and otherwise, you can check the show notes for an image and a link. Because on the cover, we see, well, it's a fairly simple one. I mean, it makes no mistake about the human sacrifice part. Yeah, and, and uh, nor about the crabs, for that matter. Crab. Uh, crab. Singular. Well, yeah, sure, sure. So I think what we have here is one of the main characters. Uh, oh, yeah. no, you go ahead. No, okay. no one, you one have of, the notes one first. One of our main characters, Joan Slumley. Joan Slumley. Who is, um, well, quietly in the middle of being, uh, well, <laughs> sacrificed, I would say. Sacrificed by a giant crab. Yeah, I didn't, I don't. I don't recognize the species either way. No, it's, it's definitely those... not a wool hand crab. It, it, it's one of those um... sexually dimorphic ones where the male has, has one enlarged pincer. I was going to say, it's like the crab in question has one huge pincer which is holding a sword and the other one which oh, is a little in the itty bitty like, one. I don't think, and I'm pretty sure it's not foreshadowing. If it's oh, foreshortening. Much, yeah, sorry, foreshadowing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Different one. Sorry, my, my literary instincts took over there. But yes. th- that's fair, since most of the uh, uh, villainous crabs that appear in this, uh, in this book are all males. And they're the ones that... And right-handed. ...tend to have these. And, yes, dexterous. Yes. Versus sinister. Oh, I was going to say versus ambidextrous, but fair enough. So, and he's, and he's holding, brandishing a, a gleaming uh, dagger. I'd call it a sword. If you compare it to the size of her body, it's a sword. It's not much longer than her forearm. A wakizakshi counts as a, as a sword, but yeah. a kukri counts as a knife. I mean, they're not that far apart in, well, in length. You know, a decent I'm machete I'm or I'm sure a there, might be, there might be some listeners who here have very strong opinions on this matter, but... Uh, there is some overlap so between swords. The real and question that I'm wondering is, is, like, huh? is the, was the author trying to make allegations to the Arthurian legends here with, uh, you know, swords being distributed from lakes being a... Uh, element in uh, yes uh, okay uh, they tend to be drawn from uh, lakes as you mentioned or stones of right. various well, destinies yes. rather than plunged into well i know but you know we have a we have a sea a, a definitely a water creature with a sword i mean it might have been like trying to hand it over to someone at some point in the past oh, since I there's see. no bloody takers and it's like okay screw it we're going to come out and like insert it into whomever the uh, chosen one is. Well, in that case, then, this cover is much more allegorical than it is literal. Mm. So instead of referring to the uh, the human sacrifice, where uh, Joan Slumley is about to be sacrificed, it may actually refer to the legend of the Crab King. Oh. Um, which one? Is that the Asian one or the Western one? The Western Crab King, obviously. We're talking about the Arthurian legend. No. Well, unless that is indeed a wakizashi. Well, it doesn't I seem do to be. I mean, no, no, no. It's, it's 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 got the it's the point which is like narrows in from both sides, whereas the wakizashi has a chisel point, which that's only comes true. In. And the reason I asked the question, of course, oh, about wow, the, the notes uh, are really combative about the eastern and western is, of course, that we have, especially when it comes to crabs, lots of invasive species coming well, in. Well, yes. Whether, especially the wool hand crabs, which is just clearly not, but that might be the artist not knowing what to depict exactly. 
coming down from the north during the, uh, especially on the coast from Norway, with basically invading the, uh, yes. the territories of our European coasts through the portal. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, well, that I'm sure led to some legal shenanigans between uh, uh, Guy N. Smith and uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, of Pacific Rim. Right, yes. Well, this is more like the North Atlantic Rim then, I suppose, although we don't yes, really have which, something along those, uh, that. Yeah. The, where the portal connects to... Yeah, I, I no, had my notes here first. Where going, the portal connects to a parallel world where... The supercontinent Gondwana land okay. had not yet broken up. Gondwana land, yes. God, we're really wielding these notes oh. like, like little no, square shuriken. No, absolutely, absolutely. The question I would like to ask, who was the one who violated the Benthic Treaty first? Was that the humans or the crabs? I mean, the book is kind of, it's, it's kind of like the day after, you know, the movie. But the first half of the movie is like about the build-up, and then there's like the nuclear war, and then there's the aftermath of that. The whole point of the movie is that it's actually left unclear who started it. It's just like it happened, ah, and it's just I like. See. But just in, as these in, are in this case, with the crabs, how would you regarding this book? How would you? Would, would well, you... let's look at the details first of the Benthic Treaty. Like mm-hmm. this portal has been around for uh, for a while. You mentioned Norway. I think that it's it's fairly recent reasonable mm-hmm. to uh, uh, expect that mm-hmm. it may have been the site of an earlier uh, invasion or conflict that was resolved with the treaty. I mean, that's right. that's usually could right. have been the, the the testing of the Tsar Bomba on the Nova uh, Nova Zembla, which opened the portal. Again. Again, maybe that maybe the, the damage he did as being so massive it actually sent shockwaves reverberating ah, yes, through the, the portal the, the and the Soviet uh, nuclear weapon of stupendous power 15 megatons I believe and that's because he only dialed it down because it could have uh... if we look at the uh, at the details of the uh, of the benthic treaty like mm-hmm. um, what are the stipulations that that really stand out in, a, in, in, in in so far as we're given any any clue of them like of course, no dimensional travel, no well, travel between worlds. No, but also, but also, both non- sides have definitely broken in the past. Yes, and non-aggression, which, like a nuclear explosion, would clearly be in violation of. If we describe that it was the uh, the Gondwana land crabs that mm-hmm. invaded, yes, like, I believe that they were motivated by revenge. They must feel some kinship with uh, with their decapod cousins on on our world, right. and the fact that just about everyone on the planet who comes in contact with them has some recipes for what mm. to do with crab. Okay. Yes. Um, it's something that they may not have been aware of during the uh, the first incursions, but now that they realise that, they must think that we're savages. Well, it is something to be like watch watch through a portal and see like the the grand festivity that one would call a crawfish boil, uh, which is uh, <laughs> you know something that's celebrated in certain parts of the new world. Uh, yeah, what are exactly are crawfish? Uh, well, they're more like uh, langoustines than they are uh, crabs. Second question: What exactly are langoustines? Tiny lobsters. Like some, somewhere lobsters. halfway between shrimp and lo- you know shrimp and lobsters are more like yeah, a okay. scale different. Langoustines are kind of in the middle between. Uh, or... I don't do super well with no, oh, that's like, uh, yes. invertebrates in general. Yeah, so you're more a sausage fest kind of guy than a clam bake. <laughs> well, I like you know hot dogs, sausages and buns. That's yeah, me. There we go. <laughs> Way to bring the level down. I thought we are a highfalutin literary podcast. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that must have slipped me by. <laughs> As much as the preamble sets the, the stage for this world and introduces us to the portal in Norway, the invasive species of these uh, mega crabs coming in from Gondwana land on mm-hmm. a mission of, of, of revenge yeah. after one, breaking the Benthic Treaty, which they believe that we have already... Uh, it's uh, always the same thing. It's like, you know, same with yeah. Russians and Americans. Like, you broke it first. No, you broke it first. It, it results in their revenge, which is to take 
human prisoners and to kill us and cut right. us open. Yes. See how you like it. It tries to paint the crabs as these killing machines which come well, in for no the, apparent reason, like start like murdering little village settlements along the fjords. As the subtitle says, the sea can't hold them, we can't, can't stop, stop them. Yeah, yeah, no, and they're here to kill and that's and what they do. And they, you know, that's actually not super fair because while they're extremely well armed and they do overrun uh, anywhere they... All six arms, all six of them? Well, they're ten, in fact. Right. They're they're oh, decapods. You can't imagine the mandibles. They have four legs on each side, and then they have two uh, pincer arms. Oh yeah, so that's right. Yes. Ten extremities. To be honest, I have no idea. I mean, the same thing with horseshoe crabs. Anytime someone turns one over, I'm like, I nope out of it. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're fine when they're upside down. They just look like a German arm and helmet with right a spike sticking yeah. out the back. As soon as someone turns them over, I'm like, like nope. Oh, you're zooming in on it. I'm now. zooming. I, I was you're zooming in. I find this very upsetting. No, I can, I can get that. I was just like wanted to get a bit a bit of look because you can clearly see the eye stalk things, and I was just wanted to Ooh. see what what they did with the mouth thing. If like if they were if it's like grinning or if this like little it's sort of pouty shot. like Ed two hundred nine from Robocop. It does have a little bit of that. Yes. The point I was trying to get to is that we we call them or they're referred to as these as these killing machines, and yes, they do overrun all these communities, but the body count is fairly low. It is described explicitly that all of their weapons are coated in. Fugu toxin, mm. the uh, the poison or venom of the pufferfish. It's poison, right? It's poisonous if you eat if you eat it and you die. It's venomous if it bites you and you die. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that would explain why uh, our, well why Joanne is uh, lying there so peacefully because she's obviously been stu- been stunned by the uh, by the pufferfish poison and now she's like waiting to be sacrificed to the crab gods. But she doesn't. She doesn't exactly wait long enough, does she? Because as a trainee Japanese chef... Yes. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah trainee chef. Said, yeah. That's, that's what my notes say yes. now. Who is not very good. She has built up a bit of tolerance to the fugu poison. She's had some exposure. Well, it, explain, it, it explains the scene where she's like describes the whole tingling sensation running down from her lips into the rest of her body. That was a... Which okay, is, which lips do you think she's talking about? Well... I don't mean to be blue... But it, 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 was a, it was a pretty well, the saucy sens- The scene. sensation was going down, so I'm going to have to go with the safe option, but rather than coming up <laughs> into her body. But yes. Also, that's not how you eat fugu. Well, she wasn't eating it. She was, she was accosted by a, by a crab who oh, covered his, I see his claws with the fugu you were think, toxin. You were doing a little bit of tentacular horror from the deep uh, types. I didn't really uh, read... Not me. I'm an no, innocent no, and pure no, 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 soul. No, no, no. Mr. No, guy, guy Smith. Guy and Smith. If ever there was a a, a, a pseudonym, a nom de plume, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you have to ingest it too. Uh, but yeah, you know, like chefs, how you kind of like get the taste. It's a, it's a neurotoxin, and yeah. uh, uh, well, the thing about it is, it's a uh, it's a muscular paralytic, so it's entirely possible to survive it. Uh, as long as somebody provides... People just have to, like, give you, give you for mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Mouth-to-mouth and for uh, about 20, 30, 45 minutes, I believe. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really not that hard. You, you can survive it outside of a hospital. Right. Uh, survival rates in Japan, I've, I've read, have gone up significantly since... Uh, people were trained. Since people have been trained. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, about to be honest, you only have to, like, keep it up for 10 minutes until someone... Until uh, the ambulance yeah. gets there and they get a... Uh, one of those a, a pumping, blowy... Pump, yeah, they intubate <laughs> you and pump your... Uh, the one that they have an ER... Do they have a fancy name? I'm sure they do. The, uh, the, because they, they sometimes fashion them out of, like, uh, soft drink bottles and, uh, and a gas mask. Yeah, I mean, anything that'll, anything that'll give positive pressure onto you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose you can take, get a CPAP mask and, like, turn it up to max or something. Oh, and, that'd be good. And use that, something along those lines. That could probably work. 
A little disclaimer, I apologise if I'm spreading disinformation about the actual seriousness of fugu poisoning. Uh, it's because I'm misinformed uh, and not because we're a source of anything but... Recreation. <laughs> no, we also don't condone the recreational use of pufferfish toxin. Mm, apparently dolphins do. Oh yes, I read about they, that. They go like bumping them so they inflate and then they go, go, go like, kind of like mouth on them. They pass them around and they get high on it and they... Uh, and they get fucking high. It's like, I mean, sure, why not? Dolphins are crazy yeah. party animals. Uh, I only wish that Guy and Smith had known about that. He might have included... Uh, oh, Dolphin Revolution. Like dolphin the revolution, Dolphin King alas. coming up with the crap uh, versus the crap king was uh, maybe that's the sequels maybe the next one would maybe maybe the next book in the series would have been called dolphins uh, the crab uh, sacrifice yes, the dolphins the crab sacrifice well i don't know that we would have that doesn't sound like anything we would have ever read no or written come up with. during the course of a, <laughs> a 25 plus minute uh, podcast never but so she uh, uh, she wakes up and with her, uh, uh, due to being resistant to the fugu poisoning, uh, easily dodges the clumsy knife strike. Because right, yeah, I mean, crabs, knives. It's a giant knives. claw holding yeah, a knife. It's, it's, it's not very effective. She's, well, it's, 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 it's a ceremonial thing. It's like it's being televised. Uh, and it's like it's, it's yeah. supposed to be shown that, like, we are now the boss here and, like, stop doing your crawfish balls and so even while half paralyzed she doesn't have a very hard time of just dodging his ineffective yeah. like if he just used his pincers she, she would have been, been snipped in half uh, absolutely abs but no they're uh, uh, once again it's hubris uh, so she manages to escape um She's in one of several studios where live uh, uh, human sacrifices are being broadcast. Um, another featuring, well, it's on my notes, so I kind of have to cast the die. Bill Clinton, the president. Mm -hmm. Well, this, is, book, was, uh, this was, book, book was published during the 90s, so that makes sense. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. I knew I could count on your support. I knew that this wasn't something something totally absurd that that might have made sense earlier on in my reading. Well, you know how uh, you know people like to put actual historical figures into books just really? to make it. I've never heard of that. <laughs> who who name name an author who would ever have done that? Neil Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> this would have been your opportunity to join me in this in this fiction. Where then I'd fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> my last note is here. I'm writing. I'm putting down my last note here. Does this make sense to you? Well, um, it is. A th it would explain why we've never seen big crabs around. I mean, we've seen big crabs. I mean, like spider crabs, which are like six feet. The gigantic spider the, crabs. Or, yes, yeah. we've seen those. And apparently, they're really good eaten too. But them being good eaten, that is the ultimate resolution of the uh, of the book. Like after Joan Slumley and Bill Clinton and their plucky band of escapees uh -huh. uh, managed to dodge and weave between the uh, 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 the attacking Gondwanan crabs mm -hmm. uh, and make it to the crab king yep. I can see you googling something I don't know what's coming but yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I have a vague idea that it's going to be super relevant uh -huh. they ultimately resolve this this crisis by using one of those ceremonial knives to carve up one of the smaller uh, uh, crabs yeah. and with her limited uh, Japanese cooking skills she very quickly uh, Joan Slumley very quickly prepares it it's like it's like watching like um, uh, I was going to say kitchen nightmares but that's not the one uh, the, the, the kitchen theater to the uh, Hibachi? No, 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 no. Well, there's, there's that. Yeah, it's like the the little show chopping yeah, up exactly. the crab and like show, dicing yeah. off the legs and, and cracking then, the, uh, the the and the holding pincer. a piece up on a spatula and and, and using another spatula to, to to cool it down and then toss it into the the gaping into mandibles of the oh. well the, the the king crab right uh, crab king where the crab king realizes that crabs are fucking, fucking delicious. delicious. 
Triggering the Crab Civil War. Where are my notes? My notes are gone. We know. We've both read it. Of the Crab Civil War, uh, after which we have so little to fear. Like the portal, the portal closes. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, the whole invasive crab species gets like I mean, either they're withdrawn or sold as soldiers, or they're just like being served on the the buffets of their own kind. It's like yeah, the, the only problem. The only problem is in the Ring of Fire. When like uh, in the uh, the volcanoes. Uh, Wait, like, the Ring of Fire. You mean the actual like network of volcanoes? Uh, around the Pacific. Yes, the one, yes. Uh-huh. Especially like you know anywhere there is like actual active volcanic uh, vo- volcano vents uh, coming out into the water which turns into like a natural crawfish, crawfish boil, boil where the uh, bringing us uh, full circle where the Gondwanans are uh, still the uh, Gondwanans Gondwanans sorry I'm, I'm sorry the Gondwana the, I'm sorry your, your writing is a bit atrocious it's great now, the yes. Gondwana well, lands yeah well we have both read the book Kay so you <laughs> right. can't blame my handwriting for your poor memory of this book that we've read called Crabs <laughs> the Human Sacrifice. Sacrifice that I will remind you you picked no I agree it's like it's one of my favourites I've been enjoying this well since since the 90s. I've read it at least two or three times in the meantime. I bet you have. So, oh, yes. Lord. <clears throat> So uh, it's definitely worth a read. Uh, I'd absolutely recommend it to our... Uh, oh, yeah? I would absolutely to our recommend readers it to our at readers home. at home, yes. Um, and, and how would we rate the book? What's a good crab number? Well, I would give it a... How shall we put it? Four out of five stars on Yelp. Good Eden. <laughs> That's a good crap number. Four out of five. Stars. Uh, uh, yeah. And 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 what was your and what was your favorite scene? Oh, the scene. Hey, my my yeah. favorite scene. I think maybe one that we haven't talked about yet. No, maybe no, one no, 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 absolutely. Really I, I really think that was the scene uh, when um, when Joan and Bill finally managed to escape from the fjord, get picked up by... Um, Say Jack no, Ryan. No, no, no. I can no, see no, you looking no, no, at no. the Wikipedia page for... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, a film I'm, that I know very well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I would say that was definitely uh, when uh, Joan and Bill make it out of the fjords and get picked up by Marco Ramies and his submarine, making his way down the coast. And, uh, uh-huh. In his special submarine that's, that's equipped with a caterpillar drive. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, his special, like, Typhoon submarine, where he's defecting from the Soviet Union. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Something that only CIA analyst Jack Ryan realizes. Well, this is obviously before that part. Right? Before this, that, mm-hmm. this is a prequel to that book. <laughs> yes, the, because Crabs is a prequel to The Hunt for Red October. Absolutely. I never, I never made that connection, but it makes so much sense. Guy and, and Smith is obviously a pseudonym for Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, the yes, author it, of the Jack Ryan. If you if you re- rearrange the letters, you get to that name. So. That's yep. Everybody just accept that at face value. Move on. Do not pause your podcasting device. It's a fool's errand. Now, okay. four out of five stars on Yelp. Well, that seems like a like a fairly decent uh, uh, yeah. review. It sort of suggests for a seafood uh, restaurant. Yeah. yeah, excellent food. Not no. great street side parking. No. Um, and by the way, speaking of reviews, for the readers at home, we'd love to hear what you thought, whether you listened or not. Uh, so drop us a line sometime. We're Cover My Ass Cast on Twitter or Facebook if that's your thing. Or even better, leave a nice review on iTunes or wherever. We sure do appreciate your help. Now, Kay, what do you have in store for us next time? Next week, we have a book by Beatrix de Berg. Drummer Dick's Discharge. <laughs> that, that covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. I'm Kay, and remember, we only judge a book by its cover. With an excellent oil of a of a Oh yeah, get it out there. Get it out there. I love it.
some discharge of my own here. <laughs> yeah, some discharge. <laughs>